I'm Jay Matthews, and this is AD Update. So this episode, we're joined by Sarah Wilson. And Sarah, I mean, I'm just thinking back. In five years, you've had as big a change in your career as I've ever known. So tell us a little bit about uh, what you do now, and then at that point we'll back up and figure out how you got here. Um, <laughs> I have, uh, I'm currently the um, ninth and 10th grade assistant principal and the women's athletic director uh, working alongside you. And um, it's been interesting to see kind of my journey. Uh, getting hired here was uh, <laughs> a hurdle in and of itself, uh, kind of a whirlwind process, but um, the Lord has definitely had his hands on it and guided me step by step through the process uh, up to this point. Yeah, so I, like it's my first year as AD. and Started, you know, the the week of in-service. Yeah. That was uh, the summer that Coach Brown passed away. And right. uh, Coach Curley and I were friends. Bobby had uh, coached Yates and Isaac on a little third and fourth grade baseball team. And so Lori and I had uh, gotten to know each other well over a couple years span there. And um, after Coach Brown passed away, uh, we kind of reached out to each other, just uh, communicating about the need to fill a coaching vacancy. And um, she also knew that I had a history teaching background. Uh, Probably wasn't normal for most people (laughs) no but you were a hit right away i mean you you were getting compliments early on especially coaching you know coaching the basketball but so let's let's take us all the way back you know where where are you from uh you know uh, what got you to eventually to being here and doing such a great job at briarwood Um, i grew up in nashville tennessee i went to a small private Christian school in Nashville, and then um, went on to uh, Rhodes College in Memphis, uh, where I played basketball for four years. Uh, That process was unique, too. Uh, I I grew up wanting to go to Georgia, Um, got accepted to Georgia early my senior year, and thought that that was the path that the Lord had for me. And um, over the course of the season, I was getting recruited by Rhodes. Really didn't think I wanted to play in college at all. Um, and finally, their, at their last home game, went for a visit. And within about 10 minutes of being on campus, I knew that's where I was going to go to school. So I uh, spent four years there. I came back, uh, spent a semester as a GA at Carson Newman uh, in East Tennessee. Uh, before moving back to Nashville. Uh, When I went back to Nashville, I got my master's degree at Belmont uh, in sports administration. Um, And then that's where Matt and I met. Uh, We got married, moved to Georgia, where he went to work for the A-Sun. And while I was there, I coached um, at the college level and um, at the high school level for several years um, while I was also raising my my kids. And then when we moved here, um, 
that would have been in 2014. And that was that him because he's rising at yes. the same time. Yes, right? Matt was hired as the uh, commissioner of the Gulf South Conference. So we moved here for for his transition. And then um, I just decided at that point that um, I was going to be be mom and get involved in the schools and do that for a while and and then uh, after a year of working as a recruiter or with a recruiting business in town um, this opportunity opened up here at Briarwood. Yeah that's quite a story and because of Matt's involvement in athletics I mean y'all just been like full speed athletics all along. So when you were a girl younger girl was it just basketball was it all kind of sports or you know what kind of gave your love for athletics that kind of then turned into you being a college basketball player I guess growing up I, I played a little of everything um, I, I played volleyball basketball softball in high school um, and th- those were always kind of my main sports kind of dabbled in some other things I just kind of knew all along that I wanted to be in education um, and wanted to to ultimately teach and coach so I know it's got to be a combination of your skill set and experiences, but I kind of call it a divine accident. Do you kind of remember any particular moment where it's just like basketball is kind of? Basketball was always the thing I wanted to practice. It was the, you know, I, I was a gym rat growing up. Okay. I would go to summer camps, you know, as a as a child, always basketball. It was I, I didn't even start. Always shooting. Yeah. And, and you and, can do it by yourself, right? Right. And my dad, you know, we had a, a goal in the backyard, and he had put down the free throw line, a three-point line. He painted it on the driveway. And I was – I just enjoyed playing and, and shooting and working on the game um, and going to camps. But I, I didn't even start playing softball till eighth grade and okay. or volleyball till high school. And so – it was just the one thing that from the time I started playing moving forward, okay. it was just my passion. Um, but I definitely had, you know, my, my sister and then some of the, the older kids that I looked up to um, that just were encouraging. And, uh, yeah, again, I was the little sister that was always there. Yeah. And so the the people that were on her team that were freshmen when she was a senior were seniors when I was a freshman. Yeah, and so somebody to look up to. Right, right. So, you know, it kind of trickled down. Yeah, that's so cool. So what about coaching influences? Is there a particular coach that had an impact that maybe even your style is similar to, or is it a, a kind of a combination of a lot of different things? I mean, you, you can gain wisdom from – all the the famous you know big name coaches the the Shashevskys and you know Bill Self and there there are a number of those that I could list where I've watched what they do and how they respond and um, you know you take the good and the bad and you try to figure out right. you know how you can apply that to yourself but I'd say personal influences are you know the coaches that you've had um, right. I've, I've had really good and really bad so as I was kind of growing through those processes knowing that my desire was to become a coach it's just kind of keeping sort of a a a file on what to do and what not to do and how to how to influence others and how to really hurt that influence as well 
So t- tell me a little bit now about your faith background, how it kind of interweaves with your story. And- uh, well, I've, I grew up in a Christian household, um, and so, you know, from kind of that moment I was born, I was always in church and, you know, always knew, you know, who who Jesus was and knew that I was a sinner and so forth. And um, so grew up in the Presbyterian church and uh, was baptized and confirmed in sixth grade. Right. Um, and then my dad and I began going on mission trips that oh, our, cool. that our uh, church would do over spring break. So I think it was like fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, we went on the same mission trip every spring break. Oh, wow, that's neat. Um, so we would go to McAllen, Texas, and then every day we'd cross the border um, into Mexico. And we would build these one-room houses. Um, and it was just concrete slab, four walls, and a tin roof. And um, But you'd go into the, that community, and, and they're living in literally cardboard boxes wow. and yeah. um just it, it destitute poverty and mm. but they would then come out and make us lunch on the last day yeah. and you knew that like they had nothing and then yet they were coming and giving us whatever they had mm. so that was uh pretty transformational for me just the seeing the selflessness of people that just have nothing um it was good for me and my dad to be able to do that together yeah what a great was that his initiative or i think so you know our church it i was one of the probably the only no i take it back there's a couple other people about my age it was it was mostly the older adults in the church but that also helped me get to uh, where i had some mentors and role models outside the family that were really um feeding into my faith and helping my spiritual formation so you get you get to briarwood and so you really didn't know anything about the inner workings Mm -hmm. you know the school but i think about you know just in the short time you've been here so you've had influence now in so many areas of the school like you've you've helped us you know develop and revamp our athletics handbook you you're doing major work uh, on the school handbook that uh, you know just got uh approved by the school board uh, you were uh, hugely involved in kind of looking at redesigning uh, improving the way we do discipline you know and uh, and then you've been really involved heavily involved in school discipline you know mm-hmm. uh, and now you said assistant principal I mean you are the ninth and tenth grade principal and and you're handling I mean true tough principal moments you know in your experience here. So take me through a little bit of that. You know, you kind of know a school as a parent, you know, mm-hmm. and now you really know the school. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, the the inner workings uh, and how it all works. And so what, what has been enlightening to you or what have you learned or developed uh, through that process? Well, the my first two years, I was full-time classroom teacher. Um, and really trying to build a, a, a program and, and a curriculum that, you know, that I didn't know coming in. So I spent those two years just kind of head down in the books, trying to, you know, learn, learn everything again as I'm teaching it. Uh, but 
then I, I slowly began to move into administration. And I remember um, working with Brian White um, as when I kind of became the director of student life a couple of years ago. And about two weeks into it, I said, is it always like this? <laughs> and I said, I had no idea any of this was happening. Human nature. <laughs> it just felt like the, the veil had been lifted, and I wasn't sure if I uh, could get back to the other side or not. Um, but, yeah, it, uh, which is a, a testament to, to the fact that I feel like we do a, a pretty good job of protecting um the classroom teachers from yeah. seeing a lot of that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I did remember being pretty shocked at like, wow, I didn't know this was going on the whole time I've been here. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, if you think about a whole student population, you know, like only 2% is having a bad day. Right. You know? Right. But, but I deal with that 2%. You know, <laughs> so it's a hundred percent your day, <laughs> every day dealing with the 2%. there, And then right. some days are really tough. And then some days it's more than 2%, you know, uh, but you've actually helped now really improve our processes. I feel like I, I don't know if it was your role as you know sports information director and, and how you've been good at communicating you know systems or. Um, I do think that uh, having a coaching background helps a lot. Um, and if you look at our staff currently, all of us coach yeah. some some level survivors. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do think it helps us you can you can still hold the line of discipline but be relational yeah, where the kids true. don't think that you're just constantly coming down on because you don't like them. Um, I think in in athletics, you know when when you have to get on to somebody for you know not living up to their best effort, um, I think you can come behind them real quickly and praise them and, and lift them back up. Yeah. And and I think in some ways you can do that in, uh, you know, the, the role of discipline as an administrator too. Um, I, I mean, some of my favorite kids are the ones that I see the most often. Yeah, that's um, right. And, and they even will go out of their way to um, to speak to me in the hallway or, you know, look, Miss Wilson, my shirt's tucked in, yeah. you know, just silly stuff. But honestly, those are the, those are the kids that I, I look for in the hallway to talk to them that's in right. a manner that's not discipline related, because I don't want them to, to not want to ever come to my office for any other reason. Right. So talk a little bit about the, some of the trends you're seeing. It doesn't all have to be negative, you know, in terms of uh, uh, what we're doing. Well, I think I think Briarwood is doing a lot of good. Um, I recently was having a conversation with my daughter, who's about to be a junior, and uh, she just says, "I'm so glad I'm at Briarwood now. I can't imagine being anywhere else." Uh, there's so many things that that our culture is um, accepting as normal, as you know almost their gospel truth that we know is is not normal and is not the gospel truth mm. and um i think you know while people might say that we're living in a bubble like i think it's a a christian worldview bubble that is going to equip these kids yeah when they leave here to be able to stand on the truth and know how to deal with some of that um in a biblical manner, in a uh, in a Christian manner. 
I think there's a big difference there. And that's something that, that we as parents have to teach them is, you know, while we don't believe this, we're not here to cast judgment, uh, but that we are, we're here to, to love and tell truth. The word bubble is easy to use, and I understand it's a way of kind of communicating. But to me, the bubble is there uh, in a way, uh, if it's there, that when hard truth comes crashing in of, you know, improper behavior, improper language, or, you know, somebody does something, if you're shocked and fall apart that that happened, well, then you were living in a bubble, right? Right, right. If it all comes pouring in and you realize, hey, not only is it here, but it's in me, you know, sin, Mm -hmm. there's really not a bubble at that point. Now it's kind of like a support system of, now here's how you deal with this. You know, it's not that we condone sin in our own lives or the lives of others, but we understand that we're gracious, uh, we're corrective, uh, because the problem with about sin is it does have consequences, right? So as a parent, you know, you're... But there's still love there. And we were always wrestling with that, you know, um, uh, trying to shine a light in the darkness and, and all that. Um, so to, to end here, let's, let's talk a little bit. So you, you have a role as a women's director of athletics. And it's been such a fun thing to watch you interact uh, with our uh, female athletes in particular and then really kind of evaluating where we are, where we can go. So give, give us kind of your overview of that as well, um, you know, kind of where we've come from, where we are, and, and what do you anticipate happening as far as uh, women's athletics at Briarwood? Yeah, we, I think we've come a long way in, in just a short period of time, um, sort of dedicating uh, someone to, to kind of see over that area. Um, and I honestly, I, I probably don't spend enough time focused in on that I think there's plenty of area of growth for for what I could do or how I can help influence some of that um but I I'm just this year alone if you look back you know our uh volleyball team went further than they've been in years to get to the super regional our basketball team made it to the sweet 16 our soccer team goes to the final four our cheer uh our cheer squad goes down to Orlando and finishes fifth and they've never even, you know, made it past the first day before. Yeah. So we just saw And had this great camp report. I mean, they just kind of walked away with a bunch of awards right, here right. recently. Right. And so like we saw just a huge step forward. Um, hiring, uh, coach Hicks, uh, has just been a home run. She has absolutely, uh, taking this girls program by storm and yeah. just getting rave reviews about her. And for our uh, listeners, that's Anna Hicks, who's our new women's strength conditioning coach, Broward Church member, and like I say, it's just been a home run. I, I've got more positive emails uh, about her than just about anybody on her staff. So right. she's definitely had right. a, an and, early influence. And you know, when I have my own daughter coming home saying. I, I, I got to go do something. I'm going to miss workouts tomorrow. I hate that. You know, <laughs> whereas before she, you know, she was yeah. like, Oh, I got to go to, you know, the weight yeah. room and lift. But, you know, and then I, I didn't mention, you know, we've got 
cross country and, and track athletes right. that are just shattering records. decades old records yeah. this year. So, yeah. I mean, we, we really have a lot to be excited about because, uh, you know, that those athletes are all still here. They're all still performing. And, um, I, I think that, you know, we've, we've got some good, good things to look forward to here in the next few years. No, I, I totally agree. And, you know, obviously we know on our radar we've got to improve our women's locker facilities. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got some facility things that we need right. to do. Uh, but uh, it's been really neat to see, you know, what can happen as far as, you know, uh, you know people working together, believing in one another, supporting one another, right. realize it's never perfect. And I think you've brought a lot of that kind of just uh, feeling of, uh, you know, let's do an honest evaluation you know, figure out where we are, and then let's just take one more step toward where we're going to go. And uh, I think that makes it kind of exciting. Yeah. Well, these kids, they work hard. Uh, we owe it to them to to highlight them. And um, just uh, they're fun. They're they're good kids. Um, and so it's it, they're fun to be around, and they make me feel younger. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the value of kind of doing what we do. Well, I can't tell you enough how much I appreciate you, your friendship, uh, your expertise. Uh, I, I feel like we really do have some amazing things that are still in our future. I feel like our best days are in front of us. We just kind of keep being who we are. And, uh, and and then, again, it's not a status quo, right? It's like we want to get better. Right. Uh, but we're also thankful for where we are and thankful that you're here and have helped us. Well, I appreciate you and and the way you've influenced me and your friendship as well and um it's it's certainly not all me it's very much a team effort and um i'm glad to be a part of it all right appreciate it and go lions that's right thank you (laughs) yeah at briarwood christian school in birmingham alabama and each episode of this podcast is dedicated to our coaches volunteers and other staff members to help us wrestle with what it means to be a Christian, competitive athletics program in contemporary society. Thank you for tuning in to this latest episode of AD Update.